Hello and welcome to the Goals Allowed podcast with myself, Anthony Kendrick. I'm joined by Shane Lees. Hello. Nick Davey. Hello. And the cocktail drinking Richard Hudson. Good evening. What cocktail is it? It's just gin and tonic. Really. Oh, gin and tonic. Oh, it's an I've never known anyone have it with a... Was that lemon inside it or an orange? You've never known a person have a gin and tonic with lemon in? No, with... No, with... Oh, is it lemon? No, orange? Wait, what do I... Like? <laughs> oh, I used, have, like, stra- I used to have strawberry in mine. In a gin it's got fruit t- in it. It's a cocktail. Yeah. Oh. No, like well, pink, pink gin and tea. No, I don't know. I'm usually so pissed by the time I have gin and tonics. I, always, I don't really tend to drink gin when I'm sober, so it's usually at the point when I can't drink any more that I have to have a gin and tonic because it's anything that I can actually stomach. Right, well, it's, it... an orange, it's an orange gin and it's an orange tonic, so I put a slice of orange gin as well. Don't yeah, worry, that's... viewers, we will talk about football at some point. Yeah, tweeters, what's your favourite gin? <laughs> it's got to be a pink gin. So the format was changed because of COVID and all that shite. Going from the two legs down to the one leg, um, we were pretty excited. Uh, I listened back to our podcast a few weeks ago and we were quite excited to see what happened. And uh, I think the one leg games were positive overall. I think they were made the games, you know, really exciting. And, and to quote what Shane said, and I've got it written here, the two leg format is a redundant formula. It's only the last 10 minutes of games that are exciting anyway of the two legs. Um, so yeah, I, I sort of agree with you. I think now that um, that the knockout games were exciting, much more exciting under this system. I almost think it's it's kind of an obvious thing because if we think about why we love cup football more generally, ignore Europe. Why we love cup football? We love it because every game is both teams have to win. It's every everything is about winning. You've got to be there at the end with the victory. We don't think about all of this home and away stuff or away goals. We don't we don't even regard any of that. If you get an away draw, you get a home draw. You just go out as the luck of a draw. We ignore all of that stuff. It's only in the Champions League that we've done something different. And it's not surprising. It's also the only format where it makes the most games possible for the most money for the broadcasters and for the clubs. That's why they have the two-legged system. The one-legged system, it was better. The games were better. They were more exciting. It was proper knockout football again. Absolutely, they should keep that. 100%. I'm so yeah. certain on that. Couldn't agree anymore. Could not agree anymore. I think one leg's been much better. Uh, I love the whole concept. It's more, I think, yeah, the knockout is much more intense the whole game. Uh, I couldn't agree anymore, basically, with that. Um, I would keep it. And even in the group stages, I find the Greek games can be a bit boring as well. When it's Barcelona at home to one of the crap teams from sort of somewhere, I'm just using Barcelona as an example, you just know it's going to be a 5-0 walkover sort of thing. I, I don't get excited during the group games. So um, I would even happily make it in, in, like, maybe do two legs for, like, the earlier rounds and then move into, like, when it gets to the last 16, you then just do one leg throughout. I tell you what, I do, I do like the idea of, if you're going to be doing one-legged ties, rather than doing it, you might get drawn home, you might get drawn away. I like the idea of turning it into a little bit like a World Cup or European Championships or whatever, host nations. Not just a host, a host you know, city at the end of it. Host nation. All the games in the Champions League happen in that host nation. As merely, just like with the World Cups and European Championships, there's a bit of corruption that goes with that in terms of who gets the uh, hosting rights, but... I'm going to assume the better of football and say that won't happen. But I, I really like that as an idea. And I, Joe, what I've, I've been really indecisive about what I like as a format for the Champions League. 
And I agree with you, Nick. I, group stages, sure, there's some fun games. Oh, it's mostly boring. You can skip it. If you don't watch any of the group games, you haven't really missed anything. To, maybe the odd game, that was really good before you actually get to the knockout rounds. Mm. I'd quite like a... Um, like in the odd years in football, 2017-2019, the summer's always shit. There's no football on. Whoa, 2019, the Cricket World Cup was amazing. The, uh, the, that was amazing. Sorry, I had to say that. Absolutely. Because I, I, I really disagree with a tweet I saw the other day about 2019, someone saying the summer was crap when it... No, sorry. Just have to say it. <laughs> if you're someone that doesn't give a, a rat's ass about cricket... Then the summers are a bit shit in the odd ones. Um, I'd like to see like a club competition that takes place in the summers in the in the odd years. It won't work. Do you want to know why it won't work? We for, and this is our bit. This is us being Europeans and thinking European Championships, World Cup. Problem is in the Champions League, you have got a lot of Brazilians, Argentinians, you have got African players, and those odd years for us. That's when Copper America Copper happens. America. That's when the African Cup of Nations happens. That's when the uh, Gold Cup or the Asian Cup happens. What This is the one reason I don't like this idea, is I think we would massively reduce international football by doing it. Players would have to choose club or country in that. And they'd choose club. Most of those players would choose club. Just, and that that's too that's too bad for international football. I don't think just, think up, just think up when the other... You know, we have, we have the European Championships every four years. Just sync up all the other ones. That's Yeah, but here's the thing. That won't happen because those other confederations will just turn around. Are we going to say, are we doing this all for you, UEFA? We're not going to do it. They well, go, well, we've got our system. We won't do it. Also, yeah. the African competitions like the African Cup and Copper America, Copper America particularly, because um, because it's the only football on at the time, it gets a decent international viewing figures and they're not going to like moving that. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't see that working unless unless uh, UEFA goes in direct competition with all these other places, and they're not going to want to do that. Even if it even if it was something they did want to do, I think that would end up just costing too much for UEFA to try and do that in terms of their actual ability to then influence decisions on a FIFA scale. Mm. Yeah. Um, as someone who occasionally goes to United, I don't go every time, but I do go to some of the United games and Champions League games when uh, it's more likely for me. Um, to say about these one legs, though, for me, there's something about having, you know, a Barcelona or a Real Madrid or whatever at Old Trafford. And I think if, if we did go to one leg, especially if there was this host nations, that would be lost a bit of, of seeing, you know, we'd never see the big clubs come to England, as it were, and... I do, I do get what you're saying, and I do agree with the sort of the principle of it. But what I would say is, especially if you did it in like a host nation, you have the virtue of it's. It then becomes a bit of a festival of football, and the thing about having them not come to like your clubs, as much as it's, as much as it's not ideal, I don't think it's like the end of the world. Especially if you can change what the mentality is around this, because you've also got to remember. If, you, if you're a team that reaches the final, that's 14 games that you've got to play in the Champions League, assuming you didn't do any qualifiers for wide. 14 games, that'll be seven of them away. Can the average fan afford seven trips, plus the seven games that they're going to have at home, plus all the other games they're going to want to go and see in the season? I mm. think it's actually prohibitively expensive for fans, the current Champions League format. So I think if you lose the one thing, you might gain the other. Especially, right. if, especially if clubs, if they, if they know they're going to be in Champions League, they could sell essentially like a, 
a package deal for the whole tour of France or something like that, wherever it's going to be. I mean, there's a lot of ways they can make that more accessible for the fans. And yeah, you, you do lose it, but it also it would be more special if you then had a tournament hosted in England for one year. Yeah, and yeah. you've got a whole bunch of games. You've got Barcelona versus Bayern happening in the in Old Trafford or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that would add to the to the yeah. to the value of it, add to the specialness. But say Leicester going to the new camp, then there's a good example of a you know sort of that was a massive occasion, and that would that wouldn't have existed under this you know to play Barcelona. It, I, I get that it could happen, but it wouldn't be the same. True. I mean, you could do you could do it like the FA Cup or the F, you know, the FA Cup in mm-hmm. every other country, home and away. You know, home and away draws just depends on your luck of the draw. I merely, I think that's a touch unfair of a Champions League format, especially if you're a smaller team and you're not having to go away. That's just you probably got a guaranteed loss on your hands. Um, I do prefer the sort of neutral venues. Maybe do like a proper in one country thing, but you could just go and do it's luck of a draw, like FA Cup or anything else. I think, I think that's viable. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think on balance we're all of the opinion then that that one leg games, if you did have a knockout, is the way forward. Then I don't think there's any. Objections to it. No. I got group stages is the tough one because mm. I kind of prefer in my own head that it's just it, that it's like any other cup competition where it's just a straight set of knockout games right up until the final because I think that makes the games all that much more special. I think the group games are generally a little bit. I think they're generally a bit dull, and I think you maybe only make them more interesting if you make it that only one team qualifies. You know, really, because you've always got two decent teams in, in a group. So try and make it even tougher, make it even more necessary to win all your games. On the other hand, I do kind of like the, I like the, I like the idea of a group stage. It's like I look at um, what's going to be happening in the next few years for World Cups with group stages with all these new teams. And it's going to be like groups of three and two of them go. And I think that's pointless. That's worthless. That's a stupid group stage. Don't do it. Because what's the point in having a group stage if two of the teams out of three go through? one team eliminated but if I think about it as an actual value of a competition the value of the sporting contest is better as a straight up cup competition or and this is uh, Anthony I'll let you go into this one a little bit more or as a sort of league style structure not a super league not a super league not a breakaway super no, league but uh, no. a, a complementary league structure similar to how they do it in South America for World Cup qualifying but Anthony that's your idea I'll let you take that well, it's it's sort of like that, but um, uh, well, I have quite a simple idea. At the minute, the group stages you've got eight eight groups with four teams in each group. What if you just doubled up the groups, so you end up with four groups, each group having eight clubs. They play each other once each, so that's a total of seven games. So you're not you're only adding one match day, so it's no significant change. But the top four go through in each group is my idea. But then you, you're keeping eight teams a group. I think you don't. You obviously have your, you know, your top clubs would be guaranteed to go through, but it'd always go to the wire. It, you know, you'd always end up with a guaranteed, um, you know, decider on the last day, unless unless it was a miracle. I, I mean, you do, you know, working out the maths. That that's my sort of um, my sort of idea. And yes, you could do it. You could maybe do it. You know, two groups maybe with twelve teams. But um, that's sort of my um, my halfway house to a, a crazy idea, if you like. I, do, I don't mind the idea of four four groups of eight, top two qualify straight. You go straight into then the quarterfinals, or you say only the top one qualifies and then straight through to the semi-finals. So I think that's actually quite a nice idea, and it especially means that if you do go through to the Champions League, especially if you're a smaller team, you've got more of an actual European campaign. You don't just have three, you know, six games against the same three opponents before you inevitably go out. More of an actual campaign makes it more worthwhile for everyone. 
I think you've got to you've got to look at it from UEFA's angle in that obviously the 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 entire purpose of the the entire group stage and then the two legged things is the revenue. So if they they dropped it down to the one legs for the knockout, they'd be look wanting to sort of keep that that still that number of games somehow. So by going up to the, that four times eight group stage, it, it you know you'd still be getting around the same number of games. Then. Yeah, it's not it's not. I think it's actually a surprisingly good idea because if you do that four groups of eight, every team plays each other once at a neutral venue then you go straight through to the quarterfinals or the semifinals, whichever way you do it. You're then going to still end up with about... I think you're going to end up with 11 games. So you've got a reduction of three games to the 14 you currently have. Um, and you could do, you could maybe involve more teams in qualifiers beforehand. You could say, right, the threshold to get in the Champions League is higher. We're making a more elite competition. So you increase the amount of uh, pre, you know, the qualifiers that happen usually around pre-season to make up the extra couple of games. It would massively improve the competition. Well, well that's the argument, isn't it? It's whether it's whether you think the Champions League should be an elite competition or whether inclusive list is more important. Is it important that we have the capital, you know, the best teams in Denmark or Slovenia or, you know, countries like that? Is it, is it important? I, I personally think it is. I, I think no. it's really important that every country has a club, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. But the one thing I will say is that a lot of people don't like the idea that if you've got like the fourth best team in Spain or England, but they get through to a Champions League. But you've got to remember, every other league that only has one team that gets through to a Champions League is a Monopoly League. You oh, end yeah. up concentrating power too much at the top and you can create monopolies by having only one European, only one elite team. I, lo- I do actually like the idea that you have more competition that you're driving because of that, more clubs access to get money. Um, and improve themselves. The one thing I'd do is I'd probably bring back the European Cup Winners' Cup. And so you, you've got that. Because right now they're going to be doing the Euro Cup 2 thing, which just seems like such nonsense. I don't mind it as an idea, but it seems like such nonsense. Cup Winners' Cup, have that as being, again, a straight cup knockout rather than anything else. No group stages, no nonsense like that. And just just streamline the competition. Make it a cup competition again. Make it a proper every game to play for cup competition. The, the argument against the, against the whole, oh, why is the club that's fourth in the Champions League? Well, it's like, just change the name of Champions out of it then. Yeah. <laughs> European Cup. <laughs> <laughs> European League. Exactly. Sounds a bit like the Euro Super League, though, or something, and, and UEFA's, well, Premier League and other, cl- other countries' domestic competitions are terrified of that. Mm, it will happen at some point. I've, I, the thing I think about it is I, I don't disagree that it, it might happen at some point. I think it would end up going catastrophically wrong. Yeah. I think it would end up going so flop, wrong yeah. so quickly. Um, but I think if they do properly reform the Champions League, and this is the moment to do it, isn't it? Yeah. Everything that's happened with COVID, everything they've given the opportunity of having the one-legged ties, this is the year you make those changes. Even if you make them for the year after they have the capacity to massively improve this competition, to make it a better viewing experience, to get the viewing figures back up, because they've not really been where they've wanted them, UEFA. They've got to take it, because if you do that, you can really head off the whole European Super League thing. And UEFA, their, their interest is in retaining total power over all the league structures. They don't want a European Super League. So if they really want to check that off, make the Champions League a better competition. And it's it's only administrative changes, isn't it? It's, it's not like some some big... 
reform of football. It's just some administrative logistical changes to the structure of the Champions League. That's it. That's all, all people are asking for. And they can do it. It would be surprising. Yeah. I think you'd get a surprising amount of consensus. The, the consensus, they've got to make it appealing mm. to the traditional big clubs. Because the, the big clubs is where the, the power is, and that's why like the likes of City are always sort of fighting against it, and the, the FFP, etc. So whatever UEFA do to change it, they've got to get the backing of the likes of Real, of United, of Bayern, of Juventus, that, that want to always be in the competition every year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the big thing is if they don't mess too much with qualifying, like, you know, if it's your top four teams or your top two teams, whatever, if they don't mess up too much with that, I think a lot of clubs will appreciate it, actually, if there's a couple less games. Because you see these, these managers all the time complaining about the amount of games. If you say you're getting a few less games here, I think a lot of them will quite like it. And those smaller clubs as well, whose votes would be incredibly important to it, if you're telling them, right, you're instead of having you know, six games against the same three opponents, you've now got seven games, all against different opponents. They're going to be on board. They're definitely going to be on board. So I think there's a real opportunity to get consensus here. And this is the thing, we're a group of fans who come from very different backgrounds when it comes to liking football, different types of clubs, different types of values in those clubs and, and in football. And we're almost all agreeing on this. This is the level of consensus that they can get on this. I really hope they take this opportunity. But I do think they're going to coward out of it because of the broadcasters thing. We're just going to go, no, we don't want to change the amount of games. I do reckon they'll coward out of it, but I really hope they don't. Well, I don't, I don't watch, I definitely don't watch the group games on BT Sport. I did see um, that Champions League figures were down 35% viewing figures last season uh, compared to previous exactly. season. Is that been, across the nations or is it just for the UK? That was a nationwide, uh, that was the whole of Europe, that was. Mm. Um, but, yeah. I, I did think it would be the case. I don't know what it's like in other countries, but I mean, it's been going down for a while since it left free to air TV. It was, That's... I mean, yeah, it was always going down. But like Shane said, I mean, this is not just football. This is about society. I mean, 2020 is the year that you can change how you work and how you operate in all in all manner of sport. This is not just sport, as I say, it's everything. So if you're going to start changing now, now's the time to have the conversations. Now's the time to think about moving on. Now's the time to take everything into consideration uh, for moving on. And the thing is, if you're UEFA, this is when you've got your leverage because this is the this is the time when every club's a bit financially hard up. This is where you've actually got the power to start putting decisions more to people because clubs are going to be desperate for that money. So you've got if you can promise to keep the money the same or promise to give, give a bit more money by saying broadcasters will go for this new concept, then they've really got power to get a proper consensus across the board. Small clubs, big clubs, big nations, small nations, and it's, it's the change we need to. Have. To pick up on the point about uh, free-to-air, though, that I, I was looking at the statistics for the final and it reached 17 million in Germany, 11 in France. Uh, but in both cases, it was on a free-to-air channel. We had an all-English Champions League that wasn't on ITV or any other channel. It was only on BT Sport, arguably on YouTube as well, but especially with an older audience who don't, who maybe don't do internet or don't. I, I, I think it's important that there's, at the very least, a highlights package on, on a, a normal channel. Um, and I, I think that's a big, big problem that UEFA have in this country and need to, um, they need to rectify that. I also think if you're an older viewer of football, if you were watching BT Sports pre-match stuff, oh, you'd have just turned it off, wouldn't you? What? 